It's time for General Hospital Saves the World. One storyline and one life lesson at a time. Not only did they save the world from the freeze machine in Port Charles, not once but twice, but they save us from our bad mental habits and negative thinking. The citizens of Port Charles, day in and day out, go after their passion, pursue life with zest and vigor, independent of the good opinions of others. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, GH fans, current, former, and those coming back to us after 30, 40, 50, 60 years. (laughs) This is Caddy Carroll, and I am so glad you could join us today for General Hospital Saves the World, because it does. Welcome to General Hospital Saves the World, and it's the week of February 25th, and I'm Caddy Carroll, and we are here to celebrate the amazing life-changing lessons we learned from General Hospital. So this week, Queen Carly offers us some more sage advice. When she and Drew were arguing in the Crimson offices regarding Drew's stoking of the war with Nina, Carly advised Drew she was not okay with his vendetta. She admits that, yes, in her past, payback had been her go-to reaction when someone hurt her. She would hit back twice as hard, but she's realized it just creates more conflict. And with the sudden loss of her beloved mother, Bobby, she appreciates fully how short life is. Carly wants to be happy and enjoy life, but as we've spoken about before, Drew is hanging on to that anger and doing everything he can to get back at Nina. Now, Of course, there is the little issue of Drew going to jail to protect Carly and Sonny. So I'm sure he's feeling much animosity in that regards too, but it was his his choice as an adult. He's an adult. So if you're facing something of this nature, as we touch on it in this podcast with so much forgiveness to be done in Port Charles, even if you can't forgive your Nina, don't stoke a pattern of vengeance and vitriol. Take heed from Queen Carly and focus on your happiness and your empire building. Carly is willing to walk away from her relationship with Drew and her new job as CEO of Crimson in order to stay in the positive and move on enjoying life and building new endeavors and being there for her family. We can all do the same. Yes, we can. All right. Number two, what is Black Duck Distillery and is it real or does it exist only in Port Charles. The large sign on the wall behind Charlie's was the backdrop this week for a conversation between Felicia and Lucy Coe, as Lucy was trying to find out from Felicia what was going on between Maxie and Brooklyn, as they seemed entirely too chummy, especially considering Brooklyn's still very fresh corporate espionage. And oh, by the way, no charges brought against Brooklyn at all for this. Hmm... It's good to be a quartermain, I suppose. But unfortunately, it looks like it is only a staple of distilling in Port Charles, the Black Duck Distillery. I did find a Black Duck Brewery in New South Wales, Australia. It is surrounded by a ton of other libation purveyors as well. And oh, by the way, today I realized that when someone uses the name purveyor in their uh, title, 
it's probably very expensive. There's a sandwich shop. It's near the Denver Art Museum. Very expensive. <laughs> but very good, of course. But there's also a black duck cask and bottle in Issaquah, Washington, outside of Seattle. It looks super cute. And they serve black duck beer there as well. No black duck distillery, though, outside of Port Chuckles that I can find. If someone else can find it, let me know. Um, but considering the upturn in interest and sales and spirits the last few years, in particular the bourbon and whiskey that is Black Duck's specialty on General Hospital, I must say that ABC may want to look into starting a real Black Duck distillery. Yes, I love it. And that wall with the Black Duck distillery sign on it has been the backdrop to so much drama. If only those walls could talk, people, they would do so much more than quack. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm trying the video for the first time. So we'll see how this goes um, with the video. So bear with me. It might be a little different. Yeah. All right. Number three, volunteering people. It is good for wild teenagers, and good for all human beings. Danny, remember Danny? I must say, when he recently got in trouble for drinking in the park, I hadn't thought about him in a while, and he really hadn't been on screen in a very long time. I kind of forgot about him. I'm like, Danny, who's Danny? And I'm like, oh yeah, Sam and Jason's son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Sam now has him volunteering at the hospital, which is great, as he is just 14. So too young to work in the state of New York, I believe. Volunteering, though, is a great thing for all, especially wild teenagers with a little too much time on their hands. We know how that goes, people. They can fill time, meet all different folks, hopefully learn about causes, social issues, animal welfare, and so many more missions uh, that cross the spectrum. With this time spent, everyone who volunteers usually gains that feel-good emotion from helping others or furthering a cause, and maybe we'll find a passion they didn't even know they had and a new path for their future, right? We will see how this plays out on General Hospital. Hopefully, Danny will find something at the hospital that makes him realize what a privileged life he has. Yeah, he is quite leading quite the life. And maybe he will find a passion for medicine in some form at GH, nursing, med tech, doctor, what have you. But in any case, not to worry, Sam. Jason will be back soon to take care of young Danny to help you with him, of course. <laughs> Seriously, though, though, volunteering. It's a great choice. And I would just say, as someone who's volunteered a lot and drug my kiddos along with me, make sure it's an activity you enjoy. And don't get sucked into too much time being devoted to one organization. Um, unless you really want to have those predetermined boundaries to really allow enough time for you and your family. Yes. All right. In the wise words. Of Nina. Yes, Nina. Be open-minded and unafraid of change. She was communicating with Alexis in her capacity as the new leader of the invader and illuminating her plans and making the invader more popular 
increasing circulation and subscription numbers by bringing in a syndicated gossip columnist. Alexis is not pleased with what she sees as trashy journalism back in onto the pages of her invader. However, increasing revenues, as Nina wants to do, will allow Alexis to potentially do even more hard-hitting journalism and dig deeper on some stories. Hopefully, Gregory can help Alexis see this as an opportunity and not feel she is sacrificing um, her journalistic integrity. We all need this reminder at times to remain open-minded to new ideas, new ways to do a job, right? New managers, new employees. Change is inevitable. It's always over the next horizon. And I feel like the best we can do is to keep our transformations moving forward and make sure we're always changing for the better, more positive self that we can be. Remember a life lesson from a month or so ago about how fear drives anger? Check yourself on this as Alexis's anger in this situation is certainly driven by fear, fear of losing control of the invader, fear of not being the boss any longer in the day-to-day operations, and fear that she won't get to keep making great hard-hitting articles. Next time you feel yourself boiling up with anger, check yourself just for seven seconds. Take that seven seconds, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Is it change? And if that is the case, think of Alexis and Nina and think only positive thoughts about this change. Yes. Positive thoughts, people. Yes. All right. I'm just pausing for one second to to have my little Doctor Who drink. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Number five. I got to say, I think I'm talking faster being on video, but we'll see how this goes. <laughs> All right. Number five. Karaoke. I love it. Now Charlie's has a karaoke night and Spinelli sung an amazing song to Maxie. This got me thinking, though, how is the karaoke industry? Is it growing? Do they track their financials succinctly? And where is it going in the future? Is it? Yeah. What can we expect? So according to MarketResearchFuture.com, the karaoke industry as a whole was valued at $5.1 billion in 2022 and is expected to grow to $6.32 billion by 2032. This includes the household and commercial revenue drivers in the industry. Both sectors are growing, with an uptick in karaoke nights at bars, restaurants, and corporate events, as well as more karaoke competitions across the country and the world. The Signing Machine Company produces karaoke machines for the home and started selling them in Walmart stores in 2022. Technology is a key driver and differentiator in the industry and going forward with continual improvement in the consoles for our home use and for businesses. These are going to be the key. The U.S., Canada, and Germany account for the three largest markets in the world, with Europe growing substantially along with the U.S. and Canada. The top three companies in the world of karaoke are 3M, Nakaliki Phillips, I don't know if I'm saying that right, from the Netherlands, and Sharp out of Japan. Never fear, though, Tesla's always in the hunt, right? And they released a Tesla microphone to work in a car karaoke system, only available right now in China. Hmm. It got me thinking, though, I'm not sure I see the logic here as 
thought we already had an in-car karaoke system in our cars called a radio, right? And if you see that crazy middle-aged lady driving by singing her Tom Petty, don't judge people. Don't judge. Just join in the fun. Yeah. Okay. And there are collaborations going on between Tesla, Tesla, and audio companies like Bose and other karaoke machine manufacturers to improve the listening experience. It really is so much fun with your favorite libation, of course. And so go out, have a little fun, keep it going. General Hospital, we love hearing these fabulous actors sing, most of whom have fabulous singing voices. I love it. Yes. All right. Fashion alert. Diane's red suit she had on when meeting with Sonny about his divorce papers and later at the Metro Court, hand delivering those papers to Nina. Yes, professional yet fantastic. This suit is a nested belted jacket and skirt by Tahari ASL. And I could not find it available anywhere, not even on one of our favorite resale sites. I did find a few similar outfits at Nordstrom.com. They carry a lot of Tahari ensembles and they have a brilliant blue pantsuit that is the same cut and style, I think. And the pantsuit looks even more stunning. This is currently uh, $2.29 at Nordstrom's and that's not a bad deal at all for a fabulous power outfit. So you can channel your best Diane strategies at work. Yes. All right. Number seven already this week from General Hospital Saves the World. This was definitely a week for the strong women of Port Charles. They were in full force this week and really took back their power. Not only was Queen Carly dispensing true wisdom, but badass, tough as nails, Anna Devane is back as police commissioner. We love it. And is not going to be bullied by FBI agent John Cates, who we think might be the head of the assassination attempts against prominent mob figures. Anna is back. And in a rockin' new blue blazer as well. That's a Miller Dickie jacket and Surulene by Veronica Beard. Uh, it's about $800 though, people, just the jacket, but it looks fantastic. But she's back to her old self, insightful, tough, taking control of this investigation in order to save Sonny, who, and who knows how many others, most of whom would be innocent bystanders. I was worried for a moment about Anna's fortitude after she shot Charlotte by mistake, but I am worried no longer. She is back and will save the day again. The team of her and Dante is amazing too, watching them work together. And of course, Lara was able to utilize her amazing powers to convince Cyrus to help with their investigation. But alas, Heather Weber seems to have ruined things with her ability apparently just to mosey around the prison at will hmm. the hook killer just moseying around right i i gotta say though it was a great week for these strong women claiming their power like carly she's not going down a negative path again and anna reclaiming her strength and lucy as well 
not being pushed out of the company she founded and grew to its current state of success. Diane has her man, her career, and looks amazing this week. And even Nina is rebounding, focusing on the invader, and in the wake of losing everything in her personal life, is really a pillar of strength. We will see how this divorce situation plays out. But even though I don't agree with what she did, I kind of like the way she's rebounding and not letting folks put her down. So let's all channel this week. These strong women of Port Charles do great works and reclaim our power. Yes. All right. Have a great week. Don't be catty. Use your big mouth for good. And if you want to come on the podcast and tell me how General Hospital has changed your life, I'd love to have you on. Yes. And check us out at C-A-T-T-E Girls on Instagram. I'm going to get back to posting regularly. Yes. And looking forward to seeing you there soon. Take care.